Estamos de regreso with episode number two. Estamos de regreso y estamos contentísimas de estar aquí en un día más de vida. Sí, diría mi padre. Hay que darle gracias a Dios por un día más de vida. Y abuelita, quiero que sepas que ya compramos una velita. Tenemos la Virgencita de Guadalupe acá y nuestro Señor Jesucristo Ration acá. Como estamos en los Americations, estamos hablando por, por esa um, inglesation. ¿Sí? Ok. Y salud. Saludcita. Saludcita. Empezamos con un cantarito. Un cantaration. Y les vamos a dar la receta ahorita. La, la receta. Es la receta, ¿verdad? Es que en español la receta es... Sí, sí, es la receta. Medically. It's a medical thing. Sí, también. Right? No. Oh. Oh, wait, you're right. El doctor me dio una receta. Sí, sí, sí. De la medicina. You're right. Pero no nosotros no cocinamos la medicina. No es prescripción. It's not like prescription. It's not a prescription. Hmm. Es la receta. Sí. Chido. So, today, welcome back. Happy, happy, happy Día de los Reyes Magos. Sí, ahora, and happy new year, guys. Happy We're, new year. You know, year. fuck 2020. We're <gasps> here. <laughs> We fucked up. We fucked up. Why? Because we chose the songs for today, but we, okay, we definitely fucked up. But. Why, why? Because there's I'm, this brand new song and it's so good. It is so good. Well, then you know what? Stay tuned for next episode because Literally, you know what? There's a new song that is really, really good and it's probably going to be the Rola Perrona. So. La Rola Perrona de la semana for next week. It's definitely going to be, it's called Happy New Year. <laughs> No it lo menciones. So you just good. spoiled it. It is so good. They're, we're going to bueno, play it here. I, no hay problema. We're going to play it here. You guys are going to hear it. You guys are going to hear it. Um, but, Michelle. ¿Qué pasó? ¿Cómo andamos? Pues mira, yo ando bien. Yo ando al 100 aquí con este cantarito que me yo acabas también. de preparar. No, pero we're good, you know. Um, starting with a positive mind, you know. Um, 2020 was kind of, for me, it was an amazing year, um, regardless for of the circumstances. Too. I cannot complain. And I think that we definitely looked back and reflected on a lot because a lot of people, I don't think they realized how blessed we were that the fact that we could go out to the streets was yeah. a privilege yeah. the fact that we can walk and breathe regular normal air was such Having a privilege delivery drivers amazon yeah. fucking people doordash everything coming to your door exactly the facility like la facilidad de las cosas que tenemos aquí en los estados unidos compared to other countries imagine yo no sé qué hubiera hecho sin el DoorDash. Está. Mi I, hermano, I swear. You guys, please tip your DoorDashers. Please. Please. Please tip your DoorDashers. You know, because I, I, they prop, there's a whole fucking debate right now going on, if I may just touch on it real quick, with the proposition that just passed Prop 22. And it is about the fact that people, Prop 22 just passed, meaning that drivers are not, they're getting paid. Yeah, there's benefits to it. But they're getting paid by the amount of work they do, not by how much they weigh. So if my, like, for example, my little brother does DoorDash. If my little brother, Fito, hijo del cocho, si Fito <laughs> necesita ir, but the, they're taking forever to get the food out, they're taking an hour, my brother has to wait one, one hour, hour mm -hmm. of his fucking time for a seven, eight dollar order. So seven dollars, he's making that in the time that he makes it back. Mm -hmm. that's Plus the, gas. And his fucking gas, time. ni el puto tiempo. Sí. Le salió no. gratis. La verdad, I, you know, for the longest time, I never thought that there was an option to not tip until one of my, my cousins, our cousin Chemani, was door dashing. I'm like, wait, what do you mean when I check out? I, could, I have the option to choose how much I want to tip my driver. And I'm just like, man, if yeah. it's kind of a far drive, I'm like, you know let me give yeah. them a couple extra bucks yeah i try to be considerate you know i can i look at the distance how far away the place is and yes. then you know how long it's gonna take if it's close yes. i'm gonna be like all right listen it's gonna take you less than 10 minutes to deliver this like sí. no but if you're going all the way across town to pick up my food which i think even though they they stick with a certain like area radius and the door dashers yeah. no they are it's up to them they can choose door dashers uber eats you know all yeah. of these drivers they know exactly Pero la realidad es esta si no tienen para dar una propina a la persona que no les está sirviendo 
levántense del puto sillón y vayan por su pinche comida ustedes. Pero no anden con sus jaladas de no dar una buena yeah, propina. Yeah, because, you know, it gives you the option as little as like $2, um, $3, $6, however, and depending on how much you're actually going to buy your, your order for. Yeah. Entonces, you know, yo le dije a, a Chemani, le dije, oye, but I thought there is no option because it always prompts me how much I want to tip. What I did not realize is that it said other and then on other people put zero. And to me, that was just so mind blown. Like, I'm like, are you oh kidding me? Oh, my God. That I thought that that was so rude. I'm like, Pero no toda la gente piensa como tú. Sí, o sea, que that's Hay what gente, they're literally doing. Yeah. Your lazy ass is not wanting to go pick up the food, right? So you're paying someone to go pick it up for you and bring it to your yeah. doorstep. If you don't want to pay that, then yeah. then go, <laughs> you know? Vayan por su propia comida. It's, it's La neta. Yeah. Sorry. No más lo decimos. Thank you for coming to our TED Talk. Thank you for coming to our TED Talk. <laughs> Moving on to. Um, no más lo decimos porque ahorita es un momento. Crucial. Estamos, uh, estamos notando que es un momento de apoyar a los small businesses. Es un momento de, de estar en unión como comunidad, de unirnos, de hablar de estas cosas. Um, and not just with small businesses, with everything that's going on right now politically, with the economy, with all of the things that are happening right now. Es importante de que hablemos, oigan, no sean culeros, denle su propina a su mesera. Toda mi vida, mis papás, pues nunca, ellos no, no son parte de, yo diría que ellos no son parte de esta sociedad americana. Ellos son parte de una sociedad inmigrante y mexicana y toda la vida desde chiquitos siempre a tres dólares la propina tres dólares y esto no era ellos por por no tener la conciencia pues ellos no veían el trabajo de la mesera no veían el trabajo de esto del otro de que se merece su buen tip exactamente y yo ya entrando como mesera trabajando como mesera antes en mi pasado yo antes en mi pasado ay, como está tan grande acá la señora antes de subir para arriba y bajar para abajo pero es que mira lo que yo pienso es de que here where tipping comes from it just I mean you can look back all the way back into the history of like how people used to get tipped back in the day and you know back all the way to like the slaves and all of that in Mexico they didn't have that shit so it's like if you're getting tipped you're like two three bucks it's because you did a great service because in mexico you're already getting paid so if you did a hell of a job they're gonna give you a little on top of what you would pay yeah because you know you did such a great job so that in mexico i guess it's just not a culture one in to two dollars it's like wow you did such a great job that i'm paying more than what I'm, my tab is And here yeah. it's like, no, you go and you pay for your food and then you also have to tip. And in the state of Texas, here in California, you at least you get your hourly wage. And Texas is not like that. In Texas, you get paid, I think, like two bucks an hour. And then everything else, like your earnings are your tips, which I remember you came to Texas and you're like, oh, I'm not going to tip like that much. You didn't, you know, yeah. I think you're like, I'm going to do 10%. I'm like, why? Yeah. Do 20%. Yeah. And then you're like, at the time it was like the, the norm was 10%. You're like, Now I'm a server been, and I get, I get like, if this is, I'm like, yeah, Tita, but this is how they earn their living. My thing was this. My thing was this as a server for me, it's like, I am working for that tip as a server. And there is this culture in service that just because you're a server and just because you're picking up a plate and setting it down, you deserve a fucking more than 10% at that time. So mm -hmm. as a server, I was coming in from the inside perspective of I'm working for my tip. And there was you're a lot of people that, because you're like, oh, I know what were, a good yes, service is. There was a lot of people that were around me that it's like a lot of people feel very deserving And that's another debate for another day. But there's a lot of people that feel, oh, just because I served you, I already automatically deserve a 10% tip. Yeah. It For me, give me good fucking service. You're getting a good fucking tip. You're yeah. getting probably more money than I paid for this bitch ass. Plate. Yeah, I started at 20% and then I start to decrease from 20. She goes, yeah. But the thing is, me coming back, come, again, coming from that serving perspective, that service perspective, if I'm not getting the fucking attention... If I'm not, if I have to fucking bother someone, a host or someone for a straw, more water, I'm, you're serving my table. I understand there are a number of factors, short staffed, um, you know, you're tired, you're overworked, you're underpaid. I get it. But 
provide the service and you're going to be compensated for it in my book. And that yeah. is me coming from a serving perspective server 101 server right 101 here. right here tip of the day all right chido so our little <laughs> moving on is over moving on michen que esta pasando ahorita in fucking 2020 hasn't even been around for a week bitch i'm 2021 oh my god bitch stop <laughs> 2021 hasn't even been around for a week yeah i know what the fuck is going on but it, it's all it's all it's all whack but i know we're gonna touch on politics a little bit later in the later. reporte politico de pendejos yes but basically just to kind of uh, give you guys uh you know what's going on with the farandula que lo que está pasando, está pasando? Se va a casar, da, 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 da. well you know of course today is january the 6th this will be aired on friday which will be the 8th and um right now what happened i mean everything it's, it's a crazy. fucking shit show right now in the yep. capital. So in the capital. Just right now we're coming on breaking fucking news. We're yep. not going to talk about it too much. We're no. just going to kind of touch, touch on, on it. it to tell you guys what the fuck. It's not worth it because by the time you guys see this shit, it's going to you're going to know more than you're us. You're going to know more than us. Yeah. yeah. But basically on NPR news, they basically described what the whole entire craziness happened in the capital where people were like protesting and it just yes. escalated rather quickly. It broke into the capital. Yeah. And planting bombs and whatnot. I mean, I Again, this is like just what the hearsay is because it just happened. So we don't know the actual facts, I'm sure. Yes. Then we will know. But yes. that is actually what happened. And then we also found out this morning that Kim and Kanye West are getting a divorce. Supuestamente. Esto no está todavía. No. No, no, no. It is. It is. Porque aquí. Okay. So déjame, déjame te digo el, el tea. Okay. So Kim and Kanye are, you know, filing for divorce or whatever and right now what they're battling is because or what their battle is kim wants to keep the the mansion the fucking six million 60 million dream mansion 60 in million? calabasas yeah 60 and million 60 million dollars and her excuse is that's where my kids grew up please let me keep the house it's for the kids or can it be the fact that it's $60 million? Yo me acuerdo cuando veía Keeping Up with the Kardashians, que era the entire fucking, like every season, they were always doing some sort of fucking construction on that house. I was just telling Michelle, like, I feel like we should yeah. definitely, they should have done a whole series on Keeping Up with Kim and Kanye's house. Mm -hmm. And she actually wants <laughs> all of this to be settled before they actually file for divorce. So she hired her favorite lawyer. Who? Her name is Laura Wazer, Wazer. I'm not too sure how oh, to say it to her last name. Oh, I think that fucking lawyer, she charges like $600 an hour, like, no. I don't know, man. She charges Pero, a lot of money. No, she charges like twelve hundred an hour. No, this bitch is like yeah, expensive. but that's she, it's it's this is quoting the article there that you know um fucking wherever a, this dude. was yeah, but they're they're actually looking for a two point two billion uh, divorce. No, pues sí, ese güey pues tiene Yeezy, ella tiene skims. Pero me, me imagino que en estos tiempos, come on, they should have done a prenup. By I'm now. pretty sure they did a prenup. I'm sure and they have a prenup. The devil works hard. But Chris Jenner works harder. So I I have no fear that Miss Kim Kardashian, no longer West, soon to be no longer West, <laughs> um, is gonna be fine. Perfectly yeah, fucking she fine. Is. So we're not gonna invest more than fucking thirty seconds on Kim K y el pinche vato loco, pinche vato loco de Kanye, güey. Sí. Porque ese güey también pinche loco, la Está neta. loco, pero sabes que es very talented. He's extremely He's, talented. Es talentoso, and I absolutely está, love his music. Está loco, me gusta su, su música, es todo, su ropa. Yo agarro, esta la hice yo, güey. O sea, this is a fucking Carhartt. I can fucking, this shit is bleached. So if any of you are wondering where I got this from, I got this shit on fucking Amazon for $22. And I bleached it myself. And now it's like a fucking aesthetic. It's Carhartt. I'm literally always wearing Carhartt. I fucking love it. Um, but it's like shit like this. Oh, $5,000 for a shirt. Kanye. Easy. Easy. Like, este me lo regaló su hermana Rosie. Este lo compró creo que en el Abercrombie and Fitch. Abercrombie y Beach. Digo, Fitch. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Bueno, but, eh, oh, la, el, el chisme super mega grande. No es el divorcio. No, no, el divorcio, el divorcio va y viene, ¿verdad? Es que este, este Kanye 
se anda supuestamente, supuestamente. Ay, por ahí dicen en ay, la por calle. Ahí dicen que se anda echando un Al... makeup guru llamado Jeffrey Star. Jeffrey Estrella. Y que ese güey supuestamente ya puso en su Instagram que está viviendo en Wyoming, que ya tiene meses desde como agosto viviendo en Wyoming, en Casper, Wyoming, donde Kanye y Kim tienen su famoso rancho, their mm -hmm, famous mm -hmm, fucking mm -hmm. ranch or whatever. And he done fucking posted today or yesterday, today or yesterday. Um, I'm ready for Sunday service. This motherfucker what a savage he brought jesus onto the equation honey like this shit was like well didn't kanye's latest album is like follow god and it is you está, know literalmente buscando a jesucristo nuestro señor amado acá el que está atrás debería estar enfrente ay dios mío perdóname pero sí eh, eh, nuestro señor jesucristo lo está, su música está buena, la neta. I do listen to his. I've been his actually worship. listening to Follow God. That um, song, like. I've been digging that song lately on my so, on my drive. Um, oh my God, he has one Stretch of these songs. Stretch my hands to you, to the Lord. And then we fucking come in with our uh, Mexican asses. You don't. This song is like fucking 50 years old. Hey, it's still lit though. Still, oh, remember that remix? <laughs> we'll have to share. We'll have to share that eventually. remix. Pero bueno, que se anda echando al Jeffrey Estrella. Y esa es la farándula, la, el chisme y el mitote de la del día de la semana del fucking año 2021 porque literalmente no tenemos ni una semana and leave it to the fucking Kardashians to already be everywhere on the news the so, spotlight the yeah. fucking spotlight anyways well moving on to the next thing ¿qué está pasando con nuestro papi chulo bombón Mr. Dr. Dre yeah guys I re we really don't know what is going on all we know is that Dr. Dre is hospitalized and He's in the ICU. Yeah, so uh, this is what CNN said. Um, the 55-year-old music executor, executive um, who's given the name Andre Young did not share why he was hospitalized. But CNN has reached out a couple of times to his representatives asking him, you know, what, what's going on, if he would like to speak or he'd like to give a statement. And the only thing that he shared is on his Instagram ac account, and I quote, that said, thanks to my family, friends and fans, to their interest and their well wishes. I, um, I am doing great and getting excellent care from my medical team. I will be, f uh, I will be out of the hospital and back home soon. This bitch just finished her cantarito. <laughs> Pobrecito, estamos hablando del Dr. Drake. Que Dios lo tenga en sus best wishes. Pues si Dios, si ya pudo publicar algo, entonces yo sé que ya pudo. Que está bien. Sí, mm -hmm. pues, we wish you well, Dr. Dre, if you're ever going to watch this for whatever reason. Um, and then, uh, the, moving on to the next thing, um, you can actually now buy the FDA-approved COVID-19 test on Amazon. How crazy is that? You can buy the test? Yep. You can actually now... On Amazon. On Amazon. You can go... If you have Prime, the, and everybody knows me as the Amazon Prime whore. She's an Amazon Prime whore. Es la puta de Amazon. Digo, sí, la puta que camina I Amazon. I have... Yeah, anyways, that is what I am known. The and, devil works hard, but Jeff Bezos works harder, bitch. Mm-hmm. Because and, this motherfucker really got the COVID-19 vaccine. Vaccine? Oh, really? No, no, vaccine. No, the no, no. The test. The test. Well, it's by a company that's operating and partnered with Amazon. I think it's like something, the text. I don't know. Some, some weird company anyways. Well, now you can order it and it's not a swab. It's a spit test that you can spit into it and then just send it off and get your, get your results. And that is basically because we have, you guys, I think it's, you know, I wanted to talk about this because I do have some COVID-19 updates for you guys, but we are yeah. actually seeing so many more cases arise yes to the point where we are actually estimating to have a hundred and fifty thousand more let me let me repeat a hundred and fifty thousand more, more deaths deaths not cases confirmed not you know anything like that because there's there could be new cases confirmed yeah. and people are getting it twice 
So basically, we are finding also a new strain that yeah. is spreading rather a lot more quickly than it's you know fucking, than like the variant yep, of the COVID exactly right. So the virus, the fucking the, the U.S. added at least two hundred and thirty-eight thousand. 99 new cases on tuesday so this is as of yesterday so just we're wednesday the 6th yesterday two hundred and thirty-eight thousand. we're just gonna round up two hundred and forty thousand, almost basically yeah and at least three thousand people three thousand six hundred died and so this is the other thing that we have to take into consideration in terms of being like factual and questioning everything we should question everything so yes i believe in these numbers and i believe that they're reporting really quickly and i definitely believe that you know these people are dying from covid for one reason or another but we also have to understand this there is like the hot topic and the debate is this that hospitals are reporting covid19 cases because they're getting money from the federal government so the if someone died from COVID-19, there's like a relief from the relief package or whatever the fuck is going on fiscally mm-hmm. in Capitol Hill, their hospitals are getting more money. And um, that means that there is an incentive to report COVID-19 cases as COVID as COVID-19 patients. But yeah. I also saw I this is like the debate, right? That this is what they're saying, but the other side is saying there are people, there's a fucking team of people that are working when they're reporting. Okay, this person tested positive for COVID. There are also like people are saying, oh, well, they had fucking diabetes and underlying factors and underlying health conditions. That's the the phrase that they're using. But yeah, you have to question where the fuck are these underlying health conditions coming from? They're coming from people who are not healthy. Why are people not healthy? Because they're coming from low socioeconomic levels and communities. People that are fucking poor are more prone to eat mierda en la calle. Gente que no tiene dinero se va a tragar un puto maldonas. Al contrario de ir a comprar orgánico. Uh, Instead of fucking buying organic and getting educated on their health on eating clean on getting quality products and quality produce groceries all of these things which are more expensive they're settling for the fucking bottom of the pit what because they what, have what what other options is there exactly they there isn't there truly isn't because it's more expensive like she was saying americans to- are fat as fuck yeah, and th- that's, you know, essentially an issue. Yeah, I, most I, poor Americans are fat as fuck. Yeah. So the stats of being one in four are fucking fat or whatever, um, one in four people are like obese or obesity rates are fucking through the roof yeah. and you can find. But, but you know, I also do find that that's also by people's choice because you could make the the efforts and right. budget correctly. Yes. There's always like, you know, debates that go back and forth because it's a lot easier to just go for that food yeah. versus I think, making yeah. the efforts at, you know, eating better. For yes. some, you know, for me, sometimes, right, not, not recently since, you know, the holidays and the tamales and the pozole and then all of this. We're not disregarding. But uh, be- besides that, you know, I try. Like, if uh, there's a cookie there, mm, yeah. probably shouldn't no, eat that's, it. No, for sure. I understand that for sure. Absolutely. But there's like, there's like a but fucking I, history. Yeah. Underlying health conditions don't just come from what you eat. They come from where you work. They come from factories. They come from blue collar jobs. They come mm-hmm. from the fucking conditions being underworked and fucking overworked and just underpaid. If you're being overworked by a company because you can't get a better job because you don't have a better education. Yeah. Then your body you have a valid is point. more fucking unhealthy. If you yeah. are from it. Okay, I honestly believe if si eres pobre pobre, nomás tienes para los putos frijoles y el arroz. Pero hasta el frijol y el arroz es más nutritivo que en McDonald's. Por eso te digo, los pobres pobres como que sí la hacen. Los medios pobres así como yo ya chingamos. Ya no, los, los pobres pobres mexicanos, porque mi papá sobrevivía, nuestros papás sobrevivían de gordas de... y frijoles. <laughs> That's how they fucking ate. And, and they, they, look at them now. They're, they're sturdy. My dad is literally, all he eats is gordas y frijoles. That's all he fucking likes. Like, he likes gordas y frijoles. I like, love I, it. Uh, like, for so me, simple. Yeah, simple as shit. My grandma too, gordas y mm-hmm. frijoles y un pinche queso del You like, you never have to worry about like, 
hosting them, I guess, uh, properly or anything like that because they're always like, oh no. Like, yeah, like, you know, like yeah. over there, they, they taste yeah. so good in Mexico, like where you just like get a nice fresh to tortilla, yeah. freshly made. You put a little bit of salt and you roll it up and mm, my mouth just watered. Crinkle it up. Wow. Crinkly, crinkly. Yeah, that was really good. But yeah, that's basically it. And there's a new stronger variant of the fucking virus that so, is spreading and that they already found in the UK and South Africa. Yes. And they're not worried about um its effects. They're not worried about what it can do to the purse to person to person. What they're worried worried about is how fast it's spreading. Yeah. They said, you know what, it's not um making people per se more ill. You know, it's a new variant. And they are actually calling a B dot one dot one dot seven why would, the fuck would they call b117 so why you know whatever and it is estimated to be 40 to 70 percent more infect infectious infectious o sea, in, infecta más infectuoso desde el 40 al 70 por ciento más que el original virus so Hijo de su pinche madre. you know and they say that it's they're calling it now like a close cousin to the COVID 19 and i think I want to say this is not what I, I couldn't find again, but I heard on Fox News this morning. Fake, um, news, fake, news, fake, fake news, news, fake news, fake news, that they have confirmed this variant in Colorado. Oh, yeah, they found and cases in New for York. Sure. Yeah. yeah. Um, Fuck but yeah. I didn't find the actual factual thing to list on the resources for you guys, but I did uh, hear on Fox News. Sí. Yeah. Ya so. Salieron. I thought Pero, we should bring a little bit on, uh, shed a little bit of light on that because it is still something that is going on in our world. And, yeah. you know, for people that have already had COVID-19, I know for myself speaking personally, you know, COVID. so it's just like, okay, well, we've already had it. Sometimes it's a little bit easier. Like, well, I have the antibodies built in my body and, you know, I'm going to just ease up a little bit. Yeah. No, like... No, you still have to be careful. You still have to take the precautions. You still have to be alert and aware, you know, like wash your hands, sanitize, because you could get it again. So that's just my my tea for the day. Moving on. Sute calientito. Sute calientito. We can move on now. Moving on. ¿Qué pasó el día de hoy? Ganaron los, re los republicanos. Chingaron a 20 los Wait, 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 wait. Are we going to the reporte político de pendejos? Oh, sí. Sí, mi gente. Bienvenidations. Bienvenidations al reporte político de pendejos del día de hoy. Estamos en los primeros de enero. Las nieves de enero. ¿Cómo va la canción de Chalino Sánchez? You put me on the spot. Llegaron las nieves de Yo enero. No, no me la sé. Y se fueron las flores de mayo. Me van a matar. Me van a matar porque no me la sé. Ya llegaron las nieves de enero. Ya llegaron las nieves de enero. ¿Cómo va, prima? No sé, a ver. Ay, prima, búscala. ¿Chalino Anyways, qué? Chali no mames, güey. ¿No sabes quién es Chalino Sánchez? No. Ay, hija de la Tenías que ser de ciudad. No, no, no. Nieves de enero. Ya llegaron las nieves de enero. Ok. Na, 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 na. Y las flores Ni de mayo. Ya llegaron las nieves de enero. Yeah, yeah, ya llegaron, ya fueron, no, no, ya se fueron ah, ya las se, nieves ah, de enero. Ya se fueron. Y llegaron las flores de mayo. Las flores de mayo. Ya lo ves. Ya lo ves. Me ha aguantado a lo macho. Uy. Y mi amargo dolor me lo cayó. La vamos a tener que tocar después. Sí, luego me la tocas. Ay, ay, ay. Anyways, bueno, el, el reporte político de pendejos. El reporte político. Take de, it away, el please. Reporte político de pendejos. Díganlo rápido para que puedan ver que es, no es tan fácil ser mexicano. Pero el reporte político de pendejos del día de hoy, vamos a discutir um, lo que pasó. ¿Y qué es lo que pasó? Que se desmayó. Ay, pero ven y ven y ven, ladronzuelo, ven. Que se cagaron los republicanos y sí. se mamaron. Pero sabes que eso fue la pinche culpa del propio presidente. Because he's like, they're rigged. Nobody go out to vote. Well, guess what? This was a product of yeah. his own doing. Valió madre el güey. Porque ganó John Ossoff. 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 Um, Oslo. John Os Ossoff. Mm -hmm. John. 
¿Cómo se llama el güey Bueno, de... el punto es de que estamos los demócratas, estamos porque digo, pues... Y no nos vamos. Y no nos vamos. Porque de ser republicano, ser demócrata... Ahorita es conveniente ser un poquito más demócrata que republicano. Prefiero ser mexicana, hijo de su puta madre. Así es que... No se crean, no se crean. No, sí, prefiero no, ser but, mexicana. No, for real. no, for real. Now we have a democrat on the Dude. house. Uh, 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 there's, no, a Obama, democratic, there's a democratic... Biden. Fucking... There is a democratic president. There is a democratic majority in the house of representatives and there is a democratic majority in the senate the democrats hold the senate the democrats hold the house of Repre representatives and the democrats hold the presidency so yeah um que 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 significa que haya tantos putos demócratas en control ahorita significa que todos están de acuerdo y se hace un pinche party se va a hacer un pinche party un, because un está, está el, de, el demócrata you know dando all of his perspective his views and then there's you know the house of representatives correct me if I'm wrong because you're the politician here between myself but this is what I understand when you have a you know it's not like when Obama I feel like Shit's Obama could have done, done a lot yes. more if he had the democratic party or, or the house of representatives backing him up but he, but he had a republican He had a Republican Senate. Senate. Which means that he couldn't get exactly. shit done. And fucking Mitch McConnell. Mitch better have my money. You motherfucker. You're out. Peace out. You fucking piece of scum. Yeah. Well, bye now, bye. now, Mitch. now we've got a Democrat. Democratic um, run, uh, majority run Senate. And then the House of Reps son democratic. Es democratico también. Uh -huh. Y uh, los demócratas ya ganaron en la presidencia. Entonces significa... There's hope. There's a lot of fucking hope. Yep. Y hay muchísima esperanza para lo que puede pasar. Hay mucho poder. There's a lot of power in fucking play. There is just like a whole nother level of the fucking shit and legislation that can get passed. ¿Cómo hay? Esto significa que hay pólizas más liberales um, y más en la plataforma de los demócratas que van a poder ser pasadas y leyes que van a poder ser pasadas. For example, getting all of the people in DACA papers and hey, getting them on a fucking roadmap to citizenship. Yeah, to citizenship. There's a fucking They, possibility now. We all deserve it. There's a fucking possibility now. Yeah. And all of these, like, again, uh, left-wing, liberal uh, policies, fucking our environment, uh, Green New Deal, all of these types of policies there is an opportunity now there is a yeah. fucking strong opportunity and possibility now there's a difference between having the ability to get shit done and shit not getting done yep we can have the ability they can now have the fucking the majority and have the ability to pass these things and if they don't get shit done If they don't fucking fight for DACA, fight for immigrants, fight for immigration reform, which is fucking broken, and we're going to talk yeah, about it right now. We need If they don't start fucking fighting for the shit that they haven't been able to fight for in the last two decades because of the disbalance in uh, political parties, the imbalance in political parties and majorities and who holds the House of Representatives and who holds the Senate and who holds the presidency, it hasn't been in unison in a long fucking time but if shit doesn't get done and shit doesn't get passed then vale, we know vale sí. so vale now mierda. at this point it's Más like okay look we did we did what we could you're you already won mr biden and and kamala 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 harris kamala now kamala. we have you know the senate to back you up this is where we're we the people are really expecting to have shit done you know yeah, and this honestly, is your time for you to prove yourself that so many things have happened exactly like, with just just the fucking beginning of i feel like it was even prior to uh the beginning of everything that happened in the summer with the the start was probably like the fucking ice the cherry on top yeah the cherry on top fucking or look at ¿Cómo se dice? ¿Cómo se la dicho? gota que derramó el vaso. La gota que derramó el vaso, el vaso fue la muerte de George Floyd. Y esa muerte causó sí. tanto, tanta Escándalo. rabia. Y era rabia que ya estaba el, 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 la rabia que ya estaba fucking ahí desde hace muchos años que tenía que explotar. Y causó la puta explosión. Pero es que mira, como on the... Because of the fact 
that all of those events unfolded. Had those events not unfolded, had we stayed in casita during this fucking pandemic, had we stayed in quarantine, people wouldn't have mobilized to vote. People wouldn't have fucking got out and started thinking about these things. People wouldn't have been on social media doing their due diligence and really researching what the fuck was going on. A lot of people were negligent. You know, with the two, now we realize that the issue goes back, you know, from when not like, again, I don't mean to like talk shit on, you know, what is going on or, you know, if any of you watching are Trump supporters or whatever, but it's just like, that's the kind of shit that he encouraged. And, you know, the fact that when pro, exactly, it's kind of like, dude, he was, it's kind of like, okay, there's racism. Okay. If I just poke at this bubble, I'm going to have a lot of support. And guess what he did? It's almost like he added, he didn't start a fighter fire, but you know what he did? It's almost like he added lighter fluid to a bound to happen fire. Uh So all he did was just add his little fucking lighter fluid shit the fire went off and then instead of you know doing its normal thing it it just it fucking exploded and you know the fact that when protesters came you know to the capital and they did this he went outside and led them you know not obviously like go and smash and do all this crazy shit of course not he went exactly like no no, exactly like no it's it's rigged it's rigged and and sure enough they're there they're protesting they're his supporters and what does he do he goes out and you know like oh you know like please praise me and you know do all these things and i agree with you guys it's you know it's rigged or whatever, but bueno, el punto es que ganaron estos güeyes son senadores demócratas in Georgia, which is not fucking common, ladies and gents. That shit is not Georgia for fucking decades has always been a uh, Republican. conservative, yeah, um, right wing Republican state. Voted, voting at least, but what fucking happened? People got out and voted. Mm-hmm. People mm-hmm. got out and voted in fucking in the cities and the biggest fucking populated counties. They got out and they fucking voted. And we time and time again, we find the same patterns of people that live in cities and in larger communities always vote blue. Yeah, mostly blue. There are a lot of conservatives in big cities. I'm not going to say they're not. Absolutely. there. There's everything in big cities, but they're voting more. They are prone to be more liberal. Yeah. Um, because there are more varieties of cultures and fucking, it's a fucking melting pot. So I don't know. It's just, it's a consistent trend to find that people living in cities vote more on the liberal. End yeah, exactly. Because they're more, um, they're, I feel like for some reason, the ones who are very conservative, they tend to stick to the smaller towns yeah, away from people town, and preserved and yeah. kept to themselves. Yeah. Nothing wrong. Listen, no, nothing, nothing wrong. nothing wrong with that. I love Absolutely. the ranch life. No, I same live here. Fucking I, I fucking, I love that. But they also tend to be a lot more conservative. And right. what did President Trump do? He actually, I heard this morning, he went and held a rally in the, I think it was on the north side, which was a lot more um he targeted of course the more conservative of course and then biden went and you know he targeted his people for right i think it was yesterday right before the election happened and that's how the 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 rallies were held yeah of course i mean it's 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 just political uh strategy political strategists political strategy eh, estrategia política. Estrategia política, sí, por eso, eh. We default back to Spanish. Su puta madre, es la verdad. Estamos hablando en inglés y no nos entienden o no nos entendemos. Sale en español. Siempre tiene que salir el español. Siempre. Oh, you know what, you know what sometimes I do? It's like when people don't listen to me, like I, like for example, when I'm talking to Christian and if I say something, he's like, what? And then you say it again and it's like, what? And then I switch the language and I said in Spanish, oh, you know, like, you know, sometimes you don't understand. But then the beauty that you have is that you can say it in a different language and then they finally get it. Or you have or something, say vice versa. Yeah. Si no entiendes algo, you're like, fuck, what is that word? And then you translate it in Spanish and then you all of a sudden, you know what the fucking word means. Yeah. It's crazy. It's yeah. awesome. That's also awesome. I love being bilingual, um, guys. Pero bueno, eso es lo que está pasando. Uh, los trompistas, nuestros hermanos queridos que tenemos que... Amar como hijos de Dios que son. Um, 
amar porque mi papá siempre me enseñó que hasta hay que amar a, a los a los a nuestros enemigos. He always says, I love what your dad says. Anytime we, like, ever, you know, I partially grew, I, we're actually going to talk about that next, a little bit of culture and stuff, but, like, anytime I was around your your dad, he always, he's such a good man at heart, and I love yeah. your dad. Yeah. Like, yeah. there's no Low way key. for me to describe the love that I have for my tío, but um, he's always like, whenever something bad happens, you know, because someone hurt us, hurt us, all he ever says is, let's pray for them. Oh damn! Are you okay? That's not. That, I think we, we even heard that on the audio. He just. Les va a doler just, hasta el pinche culo a ustedes. No, les se pegó un funny bone, guys. In case you heard that bump in the background, she hit her funny bone. Is it funny? No, it's no, not funny. It's not bitch. funny. <laughs> it probably hurt. Well, anyways, my tío always says, "Let's pray for that person." Hay que rezar por él. I, I, I que rezar por él, and you move on with your life and don't hold resent. Hay que rezar por él. I always carried that, you know, words of wisdom from the wise. So, la neta, sí, está cabrón. But honestly, the only thing I have to say is there isn't enough tear gas being thrown at these Trump supporters. Right. And rubber bullets. Yeah. I mean, I fucking. Whatever they did to the protesters. That, in comparison to the Black Lives Matter protests. Correct. That were mostly fucking peaceful. Mm -hmm. Yes, there were riots. And, and they're like. Well, get, of course. You know, people were just, tired. Like people were like angry. fed up. They yes. were angry. But I, like I said, the point is that I just didn't see. I don't see as much um, rubber bullets or tear gas. We need some I of that wish same I action. Would be able to see, you know, yeah, a little bit of a balance would be mm -hmm. great, lovely. Okay, chido. Lo que seguimos entonces um, está esto ahorita pasando currently. Mm -hmm. um, pero lo bueno es que ya ganaron estos güeyes. Uh, va a poder ver una oportunidad. Yo pienso que para los inmigrantes para mm -hmm. que vaya una amnistía. Sí. Y la amnistía es la, la um, lo que vamos a hablar lo siguiente. Porque mi papá, por cierto, fue una de las personas que consiguió la que calificó para la amnistía en 1986 mm -hmm. por un presidente republicano, Ronald J. Reagan. He's just kidding. His middle name is not Jay. I just fucking said it because, you know, Trump's middle name. It, it, it sounded cool. Ronald Reagan pasó um, the Immigration Control and Reform Act of 1986. And esta era una ley que hacía dos cosas. Incrementaba la seguridad en las front fronterizas. It increased border security. And there was like, the point of it was, okay, we need to increase border security. But, but... Dio amnistía, gave amnesty to all of the undocumented immigrants that were already in the country. Entonces, esto, no había visto una reforma migratoria tan grande como esta desde 1952. Ok, no habíamos visto nada. Esto es 1986, son fucking que 20, 20 y pico años mm -hmm. que no había visto una reforma migratoria y muchos se opusieron a esta reforma, ¿verdad? Mm -hmm. Muchos se claro. opusieron... Oh, porque les vas a dar papeles, como ellos no se merecen los papeles. What do you Llegaron mean? You know, they've been living here though. Ya, yeah, pero entonces él pudo dar la amnistía en 1986. Mi papá compró una de esas cartas que estaban dando por 300 dólares. Por cierto, I think he told like his brothers, I think he told your dad, my aunt, everybody he knew, like buy the card, buy the card, buy, buy the letter, buy the letter, you know, get yeah. the letter. Um, it's 300, it was 300 dollars in fucking 1986 was a lot of fucking money. Mm. It's like DACA now, 500 yeah. and fucking, what was it? It was like 495 dollars. It was a lot of money. The government was making money off of people trying to fucking of course. get legal status. Of course, tienen que sacar pinche, tienen que sacar su billetito, no? Mm -hmm. Pero, um, esta poliza fue, it's not poliza, it's política. I looked up the translation of policy on Google And policy translates to no, política. Pol policy translates to... Si es policía? It's policía. Oh, okay, good. Mm -hmm. Okay, good. Because I fucking Googled it today and it said policy was política. So what the fuck? No, it's not. It makes it sense. It is some form it of it, but it, is, but it isn't. But it didn't yeah, really make sense. It's una policía de segura. So, tu policía de... Uh, tu policía de aseguranza. Me you know, like your insurance policy. Me policía. Pero bueno, uh, las cosas pronto cambiaron... Cuando entró uh, President Clinton y su administración que empezaron 
con una campaña um, called the Get Serious uh, campaign on border security, increasing border security. Um, and the first part, so I'm going to post this article um, by Wayne Cornelius. And the article is titled Death at the Border, Efficacy and Unintended Consequences of U.S. Immigration Control Policy. And so I, um, this article is from 2001, you guys, this is not something like back in a, the 19 yeah. something. It's yeah, it's this recent. is old. This is, this I is mean, like, it's old, but recent, it's old, but recent, but in the 2000s. this is old, but it's information that it's not, um, it's just the backstory of why we are in the crisis that we are today, today. It's because of policies like this. Mm-hmm. Um, so this as opposed to the Reagan policy and plan of yes, increasing border security, but giving amnesty to the undocumented immigrants that were already in the States, this policy just focused on deterrence, right? So we're going to increase border security and a number of the things that it did. And I'm going to read off my notes. These are notes from this uh, paper, which we will be posting on our website. So stay tuned If you want to read more on this, uh, it's a peer reviewed article. Um, It's a scholarly article. So we will be posting this on our website. So you guys can take a look at it at the no pues wow podcast.com. But the first key policy was in Clinton's administration was again, this key, this get serious for the first time about border enforcement. Um, What it did, um, it increased the budget of the INS, which is the Immigration Naturalization Service. Um, so, incrementaron los fondos que, que iban al INS. Mm-hmm. And that's not, this is not um, ICE. It's Immigration Naturaliz- Naturalization Service. So, wait. So, what does this mean? So, this means that it was pretty much just going to pump more money into the federal branch of border security so which oh, the I ins see. is mm-hmm, like ice mm-hmm. it's like ice, it's ice like a federal agency border patrol yeah all of that stuff right oh i see um uh so george bush had his fiscal um his fiscal budget for the ins was 5.5 billion um oh sorry 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 george bush had three times less the fiscal budget that clinton did um, for the INS border patrol pretty much in 1993 and 94 en 1994 es cuando subió muchísimo border patrol from 9,000 uh, from 9,212 agents total on fucking payroll uh, by the end of 2003 there was 11,000 agents on payroll for like border patrol and guarding the border so ¿Qué está pasando en 1986? Estamos viendo la amnistía, están dando amnistía, oportunidad. Entra el nuevo presidente, um, nada está pasando, se queda tranquila la cosa. Entra Clinton, el nuevo presidente siendo Bush, entra Clinton, and he starts with the get serious policy. Hmm. Um, this increased border security, and what it did, it focused on deterrence. So it brought, um, empezaron como a hacer cosas para que no viniera, no cruzara la gente, no cruzara la gente, no cruzara la gente. Um, did they fucking put up a wall? No, the problem with this was that deterring people from migrating to the U.S. was not enough because there was going to be, the crisis was building up at the fucking border. There was a huge crisis building up at the border and it's policies like these that literally have shaped the fucking crises that we live in today. The crises that we're seeing right now in terms at our border and in terms of our broken immigration reform. We haven't had immigration reform since 1986. Since since fucking Reagan. 20 fucking plus years ago when my dad got papers. Right. So you can imagine how many more people are struggling now with this shit. It's pretty fucking crazy. Um, They were they focused on a report called the Sandia National Laboratories from 1993 and they recommended that border patrol focus on preventing illegal entries deterring them rather than trying to apprehend them at the border this recommendation became the main one like the main take prevention yeah. through deterrence policy 
Mm-hmm. This was their, their approach. Um, the Sandia report recommended to increase difficulty of illegal entry, including the installation of multiple physical barriers and the use of advanced electronic surveillance technology. So basically, like everybody who entered, you know, you got your image captured and yeah. So there's like there's so many different operations. Yeah. Operation hold the line, which meant fortifying main gates. Focus, Is that why we have like super long lines at crossing? Um, fortify. Yeah, focused initially on El, in El Paso, Texas. Um, Operation. Ooh, Gate- shout out to everybody <laughs> in El Paso, Texas. Operation Gatekeeper in San Diego. Um. And Operation Safeguard intended to improve control along the 300-mile international border in Arizona. Um, Operation Rio Grande launched in 1997 to secure the South Rio Grande Valley of Texas. So we have all of these operations coming through, securing the border. Great. We need border security. Don't fucking get me wrong. But there is is a crisis and issue with people that are already here Mm -hmm. that aren't getting... First of all, they're like we they're not being recognized and they're having to be forced into these like really crazy conditions that they don't deserve to be in because all they want to do is come in and work and have a better life. So he pretty much Cornelius found in this article that the apprehension statistics overstate the actual flow of migrants because the data, the data represents events rather than people so the the data was mis misconstrued misrepresented he also emphasized how apprehensions understate flow because large numbers of migrants managed to enter without detect without uh detection mm-hmm. so there was two issues people weren't getting detected so there was the numbers were off right right there was no set um nothing set in stone as far as like these are the numbers because people are coming and going as they're please yeah so mm-hmm. but this caused one of the biggest issues, which was migrant deaths. And mm. they didn't, they, un, they didn't think about this. They yeah. didn't think about the deterrence instead of, they went through a deterrence approach, which clearly has not fucking worked, but they didn't. We're still here, aren't we? Migrant fucking deaths, <laughs> um, increased by a large, from 1994 to 2001, 1700 deaths were reported, reported. Imagine all the ones that, that were, were not reported, reported. Yeah, it is. It has been reported that a thousand thirteen migrants died trying to cross cross between nineteen ninety seven and two thousand and one. So, who is responsible for these lives? This is pretty much the other questions. Like, there could be a people saying we're not fucking responsible. They're trying to come in. No. Yeah. No, there are asylum seekers. There are legal paths and roadships that people can take, and they're not being taken because of capacity, right? And in the government's inability. To handle mm-hmm. all of these new asylum cases that are coming in right. because of the violence in these countries, yeah. which are inherently caused because of U.S. interventions in these countries <laughs> in the 60s, 70s That's and right. 80s with all of the drugs, the cartels, all of the fucking the military coups. It caused wars in these countries, like the Central American countries. It caused fucking a huge number of, like a huge increase in violence, which led to migration. Correct. Right? So yeah. we have... Because why would you ever want to leave your country if you didn't need to? Like, no yeah, like if you have lived here your whole entire life in the United States and it's the best country and your family's here, everything that you know in your roots is here. Why would you ever want to leave? You know, and that's I think that that's also a little bit of a misconception that a lot of people have that it's like, well, why are you coming here? You know, like nobody wants you. Like, I'm sorry, dude. No. Why they're not coming because they want to come here. Like it's what they had to do that it's better for their family because of all the shit that is going on that she just mentioned. You know, the U.S. stepped into the country and did all these interventions. They got American companies got holds of the lands. Correct. American corporations became richer off lands of people that barely fucking had anything in the first place. It's all... And on top of that, violence increased. Their lives and worlds and futures were turned upside the fuck down. Exactly. And they had to have no choice but to migrate. You think, you honestly believe that our fucking parents living their best fucking life in El Rancho 
La gente del rancho es tan feliz como no tienen una pinche idea. And I think that that's something that we might have to leave for the next episode because yeah, we're, we're already gonna, close to an hour. We're definitely going to cut it off here and we're going to move on but to la we música, definitely but want to just touch as you could see this is such a like hot topic already and you know there's just so much more to be covered that this just going to kind of also be I guess left as a hook to open definitely. a little bit more because You know, it's not like eh, everybody's willing and happily coming over here because, oh, well, you know, let This me just a, think about we have gonna, McDonald's. Yeah, that's why they're coming because we yeah. fucking have McDonald's. <laughs> not necessarily. No, that's not fucking why they're yeah. coming because they don't have a fucking choice and they mm -hmm. want a better future for their yeah. kids. It, well, it, my, it, 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 coming here is their choice, you know, their only choice or else, you know, in some of these countries, you know, like El Salvador, where even it's even rougher Nicaragua, than Mexico, Honduras. Nicaragua, Honduras, Venezuela. Like think about people in Venezuela. Yeah, like that's just it's it breaks my heart that it just it makes me want to have all the money in the world yeah. as much as I can. Yeah. And like go there and help. Yeah. <laughs> so Pero you como know. te digo, esto es un nomás era como like a like a basic understanding the current policy yeah. now from providing amnesty to a de this deterrence policy yeah. to reduce migration. It didn't fucking work. The point, the point is it didn't work and it only increased migrant deaths. And the other, the moral question, who the fuck is responsible for these deaths and who is talking about them and who sees them and notices them and acknowledges them. These were people, these were human lives I can fucking guarantee you if we branded them as American lives, they would all be like, remember. Oh, yeah. Oh, they were American lives and you fucking put an American stamp on them and they would all be remembered. Yep. So, <laughs> como les digo, es algo muy difícil, pero vamos a estar en oración con nuestro Señor Jesucristo, hijo único de Dios, nacido del Padre, antes de todos los siglos. Y seguimos con la música. La musication. Ok, Mitch. Vamos a empezar, Asians. ¿Cuál es la música, la rola viejita pero bonita de esta semana? Es... Esta semana we have Eso y más de Joan Sebastián. Cruzaré no. <risa> los montes, los ríos, los valles por irte a encontrar. Ay, no, y esa no, DJ, porque me meo. <risa> Salvaría tormentas, ciclones, dragones sin exagerar. Por poder mirarte en tus ojos bonitos y vivir la gloria de estar a tu lado. Porque en mí ya siento que te necesito, que me he enamorado. Wow. It's a beautiful song, guys. I I love that song. Okay, Michelle, hay que subirnos los ánimos. ¿Cuál es la segunda? La la perrona de la semana. Sí, okay. So la siguiente canción. I don't know if you guys know these people, but it's Se Te Nota by Waina and Lele Pons, which are the newest couple they started dating after they created the song and i was actually following lele pons on youtube and she was actually saying her story and whatnot and you guys should go check it out she suffers from like ocd and shit but anyways i just wanted to share with you guys because they made a hit and i fucking love this song so here we go Hot girl, invierno. Hot girl, January. Hot girl, enero. Oh my goodness. All right, Mitch. Y la canción Mamona, la neta. Okay. Esta canción, cuando salió, I was very young. So I was like, oh my God. I loved the song. And especially because I was familiar with it. It's El Gato Volador. And they used to name El Gato Tom. And I used to watch Tom and Jerry. And I was like, oh, my God. And it names all of the famous cats. I was a little girl. I'm like, salió el gato Tom. Salió el gato. Na, 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 na. You know, and it starts to name all these, like, cats that come up in cartoons. But now as a grown up and now that I'm, like, older, I look yeah. back and I'm just like, what the heck? <laughs> who, who, let me just write a song and let Ooh, me, let, let me try person, to make a, no. a hit and I'm going to make this song. And it was just like a fucking mamona song so 
Here we go. But it was such a hitter, man. Every time it came on, I used to like move my arms. Thank you guys for tuning Hasta in. La really Tune appreciate in. it. And we are already super grateful for everybody supporting us. Thank mm-hmm. you so much. And stay tuned because we are going to be posting soon um, this episode and our next episode. And we just literally can't wait to talk more about all of these issues that are going on right now. I so, know. Next top, you know, hopefully we can finally hit the topic of culture for yes. you guys. We just had a lot of juicy information out I that we like wanted to share with like you this. guys. We're always yeah. going to have juicy information out to fucking and, share. you know, like, yeah, it just, it happens. But thank you so much for being here. For those of you guys listening through Spotify, Apple Music, Google Podcast, everything else, please spread the love, share. If you're watching us on YouTube, thank you so much for being here. Comment down below what topics do you guys want to like listen to? Um, what would you like for us to like discuss? Like, subscribe, share. Give us all, all the love. Yeah, shit. give us all the Bitch. love possible. Thank Follow you, us yes. on our social media. We will have everything linked down below. And for those of you guys listening, go to YouTube and you know Google us or YouTube us. And at, YouTube. And then and, and then YouTube. The No Pues Gua podcast. And then right there on the description, we'll have all of those Absolutely. links. Thank you guys for being here. Happy New Year. Happy let's New have Year. an amazing 2021 and let's launch right. Sheesh. That was my speech. Thank you for coming to my TED Talk, guys. Peace out. <laughs> Bye. <laughs>